we were talking about the the them uh, perverting abortion. Mm-hmm. And I said state rights, and then you know town rights, yada yada yada. That was an emotional comment. That wasn't a logical comment. Yeah, man, it's a it's a start. At least it's yeah. not in the hands of the federal government. Yeah. And the so. courts aren't making the laws. That's all. That's the you know, that's that's the start. It's a it's a it's a healthy start to uh, separation. Hopefully people will see, yeah. Hopefully people will take this to realize even the state government. I mean, for fuck's sake, that you have like what seven states that have triggered one of them, which is going excessive. Louisiana, yeah. But you yeah. have like six or seven states that are going excessive over the ordeal in which they're going to make it outright illegal it's like hey okay or whatever at least some at least the people that are wanting their babies can can as a choice can go to a a state that uh, has up to like 14 weeks I know Indiana's not going to probably change yeah it's still like it's like 12 weeks or 14 weeks or something Wow. You know, and so it's fucking retarded. Yeah, but it's a, it's an individual decision that needs to stay an individual decision between a woman or a patient and a doctor or a trans man or a trans man. That's the whole that's the whole re- only reason why it's getting this flack right now is because of the transsexual generation. Yeah. Anyways, what are we talking about tonight? We're gonna we're gonna talk about abortion. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're also gonna talk about gun rights because I I, I believe that uh, was it New York, New York yeah. State actually did a good thing when it comes to the gun right issue. They actually passed the law and legislation that that will go against federal legislation that I guess just went through in the House and is probably on verge of passing in the Senate. It's that red flag law. Yeah. Yeah. And when I think I think it was New York that just passed a law that allows for uh, law-abiding citizens, registered weapons owners, to be able to carry their concealed weapons. Yeah. Which is a little iffy, but most people that are law-abiding aren't gonna fucking use them. There are some crazy yeah. people out there, but that's that's basically two things that are because that right there kind of shows you divorce. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to use on the police. You you can't what? I can't wait to use them on the police. Mm-hmm. There's been a local report that you uh. I've been saying some disturbing comments, sir, and I hate to do this. You know you're a fine, upstanding citizen, but we need to take your guns. <laughs> Sorry about that, sir. Fuck off. I don't have guns, so I don't really I lost like guns. <laughs> I don't really like guns. I think that you're a pussy if you have to use a gun. But I think they're yeah. excellent tools if you go uh, 
if you're like a hunting connoisseur and actually are gonna hunt for meat i don't mean like sport yeah. hunting i like i mean like actually you can like hunt you the, strip the deer yeah, and, uh, yeah. you can get, you can do you can do it for sport but and that's fine but just remember that what you kill you better use because that's just the, that's just the natural element of life whatever you can't use will go back to the earth but what yeah. you can use use as much as you can use it for me do something with it like that it's me eat it yeah. we're, we're carnivores we're omnivores but as far as like and and i don't have a problem with uh wanting it for defense quite frankly i wouldn't mind having it for defense just to like show it uh but at the same time i still i think you kind of like this this time i i i'm all for it i think it's great i think an orange society could can be for the most part a polite society but for the most part um i still think you're a pussy because most people in today's day and age the first thing out of their mouth that they're going to talk their trash is they're going to run their mouth and then you're going to basically if you can't ignore them you're going to tell them why don't you come down here and talk and walk the walk if you're going to talk the talk and the next thing out of their mouth is well i'll go get my fucking gun like you do that shoot me bitch because that's what you're going to have to do because yeah i mean we have fists we even have knives and that's the thing like you can use but i'm i'm okay with the gun rights obviously i think because you can you can utilize like a criminal is going that's going to kill somebody can utilize anything to kill somebody it's not just a gun yeah. thing you can you literally can pick up not even a knife you could literally pick up any everyday thing that you utilize you could take a uh you can take a cup of your coffee mug and just bash someone's brains in with it if you wanted you could take a brick you could take a brick bash their brain bash someone's brains yeah. in i mean sort of like how these what these abortion activists are about to probably do in the next couple of days with them bricks they're gonna start bashing people's brains in yeah and, and lighting businesses on fire yeah you uh got your wood chipper all nice and ready right for the communists yeah i was oh, gonna I, I was gonna take that i was gonna jump on that jump in the heli- helicopter yeah oh okay yeah we were gonna throw we were gonna do the old-fashioned way load them up in the chopper yeah. and throw them off just like they did in yeah. vietnam yeah it would have been nice for me if i didn't lose that man but my own little recreational helicopter there and divorce them no one would ever know mm-hmm. except for the mm-hmm. neighbors who want to want to take a helicopter off at three o'clock in the morning and then just, just landing and get back in the yard a couple hours just, later just say you're you're you work for joe biden he's a, yeah he's ba- he's basically a penetrating except for he's more of an allende but <laughs> yeah mixed with a little penetrating so basically he's gonna kill himself with that same helicopter that he's flying and it's actually hunter he's gonna kill his yeah. son hunter is allende and and joe biden is pinochet 
we got fascism yeah. and communism, everybody. Except for Hunter's just a crackhead. That's socialism. Socialism is yeah. basically a crackhead. Don't forget to come to Hunter Biden's crack house and celebrate. Celebrate the great win that this country finally had in the United States Supreme Court. And uh, what has it been? It's been about 40 years. Close enough. In 1973, it was Roe versus Wade. It could have been 40 years. I don't know. Yeah. Well, 40 years next year. Yeah, 40 years next year. Hmm. I remember growing up uh, and always seeing when I was going down to Covington to my aunt's mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. There was a sign of Jesus and he's sitting there holding a baby crying. Mm-hmm. It was an anti-abortion sign. And it was always there. I, I don't know if it's still there or not. But I mean, like years and years just sitting there with baby, oh, with Jesus crying, hold that baby. I mean, I don't know. it might be. Was it around like the like the archdiocese, the cathedral? Like no, over there it, on Martin it, Luther. No, it was on its way into. Because uh, I say Covington, I meant. Uh, oh God. Uh, it's it's oh, it's, it's, it's in the Taylor Mill. Uh, oh, Taylor like, Mill. Oh, like yeah. right off the exit. Uh, no, it's off towards the woods. You know where Pioneer Park is? Mm, I'm not really familiar with Taylor Mill. Okay. Even though it's basically in the general area, so I couldn't tell yeah. you. Is, is Pioneer Park, is it like more like Latonia? But yeah. technically, yeah. Oh, okay, no. Yeah. He's more towards, uh, towards Cincinnati. Oh, is it more towards Cincinnati? Uh, yeah. So it's basically like where Taylor Mill butts up with Covington, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not familiar because I'm not really familiar. I've never really like actually gone to Covington, like, or Taylor Mill, just to go. So there's no, there, there's never been really any reason for me to go up there. Yeah. Well, but it's, yeah. it's. I don't know. It's not important. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is, but not in the grand scheme of things, there's obviously the, all the messaging and campaigning and all yada yada has been successful. Well, I mean, and, and there's sort of a uh, religious aspect to the um, pro-life movement more so yeah. than anything. You can also argue like the pro-life anti-abortion movement is messed up and, and because it's been so polarized in politics and manipulated into into this and that to where it really had it, it grasps no real reason because like how can you be uh pro-life and anti-abortion but not have a plan in action to try to maybe maintain a a better structure in place but uh but for yeah. the most part like when you think about like when I think about uh, somebody who's truly an anti-abortion uh, person, I'm thinking that it's they might actually be very strong-willed within their faith, and specifically their Christian faith. But I mean, for the most part, uh, most religions and most monothe- monotheistic religions, like Judaism and and, and Islam as well. Um, because there is, I mean, there's a mix within the mod, but uh, I mean, there's a there's a mixture of that that uh, cultural input of of of, uh, of family, and uh, yeah. 
so and just uh knowing that uh it's it's a gift from god i guess um that you have this child and i think the but where i get where they get the messaging wrong is is they get too polarized into the politics and the pro-life like how can you be okay so you're pro-life and anti-abortion but what are you on war what are you on yeah. sending uh, young men across yeah. overseas to fight a war that we probably shouldn't even be involved in, or just in, or just yeah. in general, this war? I mean, could, should war even exist? I mean, or or what or what do you think? Uh, um, what do you think about the children that grow up in broken homes, uh, who yeah. have deadbeat parents, and we also live in a system where like the foster the foster care systems. A joke because it's basically just a money-making scheme because it's orchestrated through government. CPS is basically it, CPS is is a, a political bureaucratic bullshit system that doesn't help anybody whatsoever. And if anything, and well, probably they, more kids. Oh, go ahead. They drug the kids so that the, the kids will be quiet. And meanwhile, that messes with their emotional attachment system and. Mm-hmm. And they have years of problems down the road. Yeah, yeah, and and, and we and like back to the drug thing. Like, I mean, kid had, suffers from um, what what uh, what people attached Well, I was gonna say people kids like might have might be hyperactive, and there are kids that are actually like ADHD. But most of the time, it's just you're a kid. You're hypersensitive to everything, and you're just you're learning the world. And I mean, and some kids are just so extroverted that they bounce off the walls, and they have so much energy. It doesn't mean, it. and you end up uh, you end up marking them because yeah. they're just being a kid. And next thing you know, what do you do? You drug them, you give them Ritalin yeah. or Adderall, yeah. and to to level them down, and they end up becoming drones. Unless yeah. you're, yeah, and then and then of course the kids that shouldn't take them, end up end up becoming like crackheads, pretty much. I mean, because the I mean it, it, there's no balance. There's really, I mean there yeah. needs to be a balance. I am, uh, I don't agree with, I don't agree personally with abortion, and I think there's other means, for um, there's other means, especially in today's world, contraceptively, um where um couples can actually maintain that they don't get pregnant um there's condoms uh there's birth control pills um then there's also two there's two surgery outputs men can get a vexectomy which is reversible um uh down the road women can get their tubes tied which isn't reversible and it is highly dangerous and i can yeah it, there, I mean, there is a a, a medical concern of um, of danger, so it's probably safer yeah. for a man to get a vexectomy, um, who can get it reversed. They are highly expensive for the most, like they're not very affordable. <laughs> but uh, and I don't think maybe most insurance companies probably wouldn't even service them. Um, depends. Hopefully, you would have a, a good enough policy to be able to do that hopefully you can afford a good enough policy to do that if you do so if you do so and 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 in your choosing um but for the most part there's other avenues than just abortion um another and and another thing is just basically uh education and wisdom 
and just understanding yeah. that uh, you need to be you just need to be responsible um, if yeah. you're not ready to have kids then you probably shouldn't be having all this uh, casual sex because mistakes happen and things go airy and you might end up not having that women you may not have that dude wear a fucking condom or you may uh, forget your morning after pill or maybe it just doesn't work or the condom breaks and Oh, well, yeah. baby born. Things happen, so you gotta take into effect that responsibility is key, and you gotta be mature and ready and to to uphold that. And we don't live in a society that's sort of mixed within that realm, so it's gonna take some healing, and it's gonna take some work. But um, but for the most part, uh, abortion, by all means, it is wrong in my personal belief. And then another thing is, is when you when you discuss whether you're pro-choice on the abortion issue or pro-life, that's what they call it. Um, you also have to look onto the notion that um, how do you how what do you define um, for especially for these compromises for when uh, you, when the term can when when a pregnancy during a term can be eliminated through the means of abortion and and it just doesn't make sense the utilizing this viability this this wordplay this this word called viability it doesn't make sense because who knows who is to who is to know exactly when the viability of a fetus is within the womb um, not only that and you can't and and who is to know that it is truly at conception because in most cases I don't uh, I don't perceive most women especially young women especially young women that aren't ready to have a child to necessarily realize they're pregnant right then and there upon the conception it may be two three four it may even be eight weeks before they even realize they're pregnant so you yeah. can't say conception the viability it's just it's it's hard to know i guess you could say well when when the fetus has a heartbeat but i mean it, it just it it goes it it goes without saying why not just allow this to go to the individual and then may and then keep it within a medical setting uh let force doctors to actually you know be doctors and provide uh provide the service of educating and discussing these details privately with the matter of family and the patient which is the woman the pregnant woman and the doctor and keep it on the individual level. Nobody needs to know. And Planned Parenthood can get fucking demolished because Margaret Sanger was a goddamn Nazi. Yeah. Well, Basically. and all another thing uh, used to be that society gatekept each other, the sexes gatekept each other, so that they wouldn't, uh, you know, they wouldn't go out and make a mistake and they look after each other now it's just it's completely reversed they encourage and you know this promiscuous behavior mm -hmm. and they, they don't care about the consequences because they think they can just you know grandfather the responsibility either by either by aborting well it was by aborting the child or you know giving the child up for adoption or you know Mm -hmm. 
I mean, there's there's no there's no possibility. There's no sense of shame or guilt. It's all been thrown out the window, just for you know, cl- uh, uh, a physical pleasure. Hmm. So, G.K. Chesterton has some quote I can't remember how it goes, but basically a paraphrase. He said, "You don't uh, replace something with nothing." And expect to have no uh, no negative results. So, and, I've been and looking even, for that quote. Yeah. I, I heard Michael Malice talk about it. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find it, and I just couldn't find it yet. So, mm-hmm. I didn't even know who GK Chesterton was until he talked about him. It's amazing so. that um, a lot of things, a lot of people, you don't realize, and you may even heard of them, um, but um, prior you just didn't know the name. But it, it's interesting that uh, what uh, what you learn from somebody from like Michael Malice. Yeah, he's a he's a very smart dude. Yeah, so. he's probably an Enneagram Five. <laughs> hmm. He's probably an Enneagram Five. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> I don't know. He might be, but uh, but yeah, I mean, and that's that's exactly that. Your paraphrase quote, though, I mean that's exactly yeah. right. I mean you got to have a plan. I mean in yeah. order to move forward, and and this is a start. Sure, um, what the Supreme Court has just ruled and has affirmed from the leak, the Alito leak from yeah. a couple months ago, that they were going to rule and overturn, rule on a decision that overturned Roe v. Wade, and of course. Planned Parenthood versus Casey, which was the 92 ruling that affirmed Roe versus Wade, um, that is now overturned with this Dobbs case. Um, Dobbs yeah. versus, uh, um, I believe the case was Dobbs versus um, the Jackson William, Women's Health Organization. Um, and yeah. uh, it effectively nullifies that this was a federal issue that gave the federal government the protection in making the law through the courts it means that if the federal government is to do anything um to abide by its constituents they have to amend it to the constitution and have it ratified at the state level uh two-thirds um and other than that it's a 10th amendment win when it comes to the united states constitution i know you and me we disagree with the constitution we're we're very heavy on on lysander spooner and his notion that the constitution has no real authority and has no right to exist on the fact that it it truly has either not done what it's supposed to do in preventing the the expansion of government and the rapid centralization or if it or it has authorized um such government to do so but the fact of the matter is, is this is a win on the level of the Tenth Amendment. And the Tenth Amendment says that anything that cannot be any right, uh, that can cannot be distinguished in the Constitution by the federal government or the states, has to go back to the people in represent, representation of the states. And so this is a step forward for the states and in rep- hopefully the representation of their people. Um, within those states to decentralize and make their own rulings 
and perhaps if the federal government wants to step in and make it a constitutionally protected right they'd have to amend it in which the states have a say in that because it, the the amendment once passed in in congress and signed by the president has to go to the states to their delegates in their assemblies and two-thirds of the states have to make have to at least ratify an amendment so it's the the yeah. fight's obviously not over i'm quite sure there'll be litigation from here on out for the for the pro-abortion people um unless they just decide to go all out riot let's cause chaos and civil war and duress and potentially go revolution 2.0 except for it's marxism everybody um and that goes to show for the for the the conservative side too i mean who knows what they're going to say but there there might be some litigation on that side and it looks like and and you do i think you have what six or seven states uh predominantly red states that have uh so-called trigger laws on the books waiting to jump into legislation waiting this rolling to basically possibly do legislation where um it can go as far as outright banning abortion in those states whatsoever but you do have some blue states that are gonna that are going to probably outright uh legalize it on all probably to full term and maybe even expand which is disgusting new york and california to yeah, to even after birth murders but the fact of the matter is is those who really want to go and 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 conduct their services and in, into the abortion realm and have an abortion they can they can go to the state next door most likely so it's a it's a it's a step towards a decentralization process in which the federal government no longer has power woven and the courts basically ruled at least on this issue they have basically the the supreme court has finally said we don't make the law and that's what roe v roe v wade did in 1973 was the court effectively made federal law and that's not yeah. what the job of the court system on all levels is supposed to do it is to interpret and it is supposed to rule in what is lawful and what is not lawful it's supposed to distinguish which which is which it is and it is yeah. as the executive authorities are those who enforce the law and the legislative branch are those who legislate who deliberate and and legislate and make policy they discern mm-hmm. exactly so Yep. Yeah. It's been interesting yeah, a couple months. You know, I, I, I noticed today there's at least once a year during summertime, there's always a ride of some type. And there's always bricks that just show up randomly. Well, and I think a lot of time, a lot of things uh, uh, that that sort of has everything to do with the summer too and the and yeah. heat waves that happen and I mean people get more irritable and more aggressive because they're going outside but they're hot everybody's gaining that energy from that vitamin d from the uv ray radiation that the sun gives us and uh and people are just hot so a lot of it when you mix in polar polarization of politics um and it with so many different parties just colliding with one another disagreeing opinions just that are just so hateful towards one another and then you have the irritability that arises 
that cause it um, from from the hot temperatures in most places and the humidity factor in a lot of places that also um, uh, is a factor within temperature. Um, you're gonna have some hotheads and you're gonna have some aggression. So yeah, it makes sense that you have the quote-unquote summer of love. What yeah. they call 2020. But yeah. um, but yeah, um, that's uh, that's that's where this stands, and that that's it's it's great that uh, this happened because it's it actually is a win for the Tenth Amendment of the United States Constitution to all you constitutionalists out there. Yeah, you won. You won one. You're probably you gonna lose because the Constitution of centralization of uh, of the. Oh gosh, <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. The before the Constitution. Mm. I'm trying to make a comment there, and it just went out the window. The Articles of Confederation. Yeah, Constitution is centralization, a communalization of the Articles of Confederation. It's basically, speaking of the Articles, though, good thing, or was it a complete failure? Well, it, it was good for the uh, for the people that own property outside of the government. It was bad for the people that were in government because it didn't make any money. Yeah, yeah. There was a there was rapid decentralization. Most people, most people on a local level, just your everyday citizen, really with no real affairs within the political scheme, just basically survive out there, surviving and living and working their farm. I mean, back then, it was still we were still predominantly agrarian in our in our uh in our newly independent states from great britain yeah and and people predominantly lived uh away from the towns outside of um and and they farmed they were farming communities yeah. they, and they 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 worked hard every day to provide for their families and make sure that their crops were were in good shape and yeah. prepared for harvest and 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 uh, tended to their livestock herd, um, and basically just lived the the homesteader life, the traditional homesteader life. And so it was, for the most part, it was. Um, it, Michael Mao was t- touched based on this. He said that it was under the Articles of Confederation. It was essentially a quasi anarchic, um, anarchic, uh, a quasi anarchist uh, society that we lived in. And those who own property, average citizens that just mended to their own to their own uh, realm, um, just lived. And yeah. I, as you said, uh, those in politics, those who were in the government, not really uh, too. Uh, they didn't have the power. Now the the state governments did to a certain extent, but not on the fact that they could raise as much money to be able to raise militias in order to enforce their little taxes. Um, because they were small, they were, and they were weak, and they weren't really so centralized. And everybody predominantly lived away from the towns and the cities for the most part. And it was it was a venture to get to get from place to place back then. And then, of course, the national government had no power or authority whatsoever. They couldn't even yeah. make law for you, taxes. So, you used to have to own property to vote. to 
own property to vote. So. Yeah, and then they grandfathered that, and then you just had to be a citizen, and then they grandfathered that, and then you had to be 18, and then you didn't have to be approved to be a citizen, yada, yada, yada. You know, and and then they then they ended up going a, one more step further, and now you don't even have to be alive. Yeah. So uh, you just have to be out in the middle of the woods and ha- have an association with Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. So a couple of shotgun shots in the back of the head. Put <laughs> you. So. Nothing, nothing wrong with a little shotgun in the back of the head. So yeah, I mean, I do that every other day, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I like to go into a, a private cell of mine and uh, hang myself with nothing yeah. to hang myself from and no belt to hang myself with. Did you want? Are you talking about uninstalling yourself? Uh, yeah. Honestly, typically, typically I uninstall myself, but usually, sometimes I'll just walk into a cell and just and just hang myself. Oh, okay. While two, while two uh, large, rather large, uh, intriguing-looking men in black just stand by me and watch. Oh, I see. Yeah, those so are, not those only are... did you reference the men in black, you also stand by me. So. <sighs> well, I mean, sometimes they use the they use the denuralizer. Yeah. So I don't remember. But I tell you not to watch, worry about the spook buster. Mm-hmm. So, which ironically enough, Ken Griffey Jr. is a part of now. Yeah. There's a commercial for something. I don't know. I think it's a progressive commercial. And it's like yeah. four, four old retired baseball players. One of them, uh, whom I can tell whom it is, is King Griffey Jr. and uh, yeah, they just they have to they they're the Ghostbusters, I guess. And yeah. there's a big giant, you know, Stay Puffed. Well, it's a big yeah. giant. It's a big giant, Mr. Redleg. So yeah. Since Cincinnati gets into it, so it's uh, in the culture, man. It it is so. Uh, but enough of that. Uh, rapidly. We are seeing a turn towards some good with the decentralization of the country and moving closer and closer to that national divorce that uh, this nation probably needs. Um, Yeah. But there's some there's some interesting things that have gone on in the Fed but has been challenged and tested in a state that kind of proves our theory of that soon uh, to be that incoming national divorce that is almost imminent at, at this point. Um, you've heard that the federal government and Congress working on a new gun control compromise law, bipartisan, mm. I believe it passed in the House already. And uh, Mitch McConnell and his and his Republican goons are gonna 
they've made their compromises to, to side with the Democrats in the Senate. I'm not sure if they've uh, they've passed it yet, but it's going to pass. It will most definitely be signed by President Biden or Jill yeah. or Jill. Depends on who does the paper signing. Who knows? It could be Hunter for all we know. Um, yeah, how's the crack pipe? Yeah, Hunter. Hunter signs it. His crack pipe is also a pen. Um, but uh, with this, uh, but first up, why don't you tell the listeners what this little piece of legislation will do for all of us red-blooded Americans, especially for us law-abiding citizens with guns. If you own a gun, it'll make us go to 3D You'll basically have to, it'll, it'll send you into the black market, everybody. Yeah. Because they, they will easily, easily be able to, with this law, the federal government can easily, well, flag you. <laughs> yeah. Just for just about anything, even if you have political affiliation, could flag yeah. you. Uh, you liking the you liking the the, the Pittsburgh Pirates over the yeah. over the St. Louis Cardinals might might get you. <laughs> yeah, Milwaukee Bru- No, no, but really, that's that's basically the 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 gist of it. Like, um, it's dangerous because it literally takes it it literally tramples down on on the rights of an individual in their in the safety of their person um because um well you have rights as a national national natural human being and yeah. and it's even stated in that uh, filthy little piece of parchment in the bill of rights uh called the second amendment the federal government wants to basically interpret the constitution that it doesn't exist and that's why yeah. you and me like we've said before, agree with Spooner that it is a contract that is so obsolete and so old that it is expired. And it's expired in tenfold because he was saying it expired 80 years from his lifetime. Yeah, from his lifetime since the signing. It's now been over 240 years since since it since the the united states constitution actually i think a little less i think i'm going off of 1776 which is the answer to 1984 everybody alex jones so but um but with that i believe there was some legislation passed in the general assembly of a state was it uh was it blue new york yeah. Not, uh, honestly, I I just stopped paying attention. I don't I mean, really think they were trying to ban full uh, level three body hard rock body armor a couple of years ago, and I'm pretty sure that didn't go through. But they're still That's trying. What it was. Well, um, anyways, like I thought I read something, or maybe I watched something. I don't know. Maybe it was actually on Temple. Uh, I gather. You mean Temple? Tim Paul. Tim Pooh. Timmy. Damn fool. Timmy. Timmy. I don't know. Maybe they were talking about it and I checked it out. And uh, that's what got my got my attention. 
because he has such clickbaity titles. Um, and uh, it was some sort of state, I guess, that decided to uh, enact uh, legislation that basically would defy this law that the federal government yeah. is going to be passing. Yeah. Um, because it, it would it, it would give uh, everybody the right to be able to, on their person, conceal carry. Registered, of course. Um, of course. We live in a society. Um, yeah. With rule but, uh, and law. With, with rule, rule of law. Uh, but, um, again... Just as long as you have Mm-hmm. So, but again, like, if this is to be true, um, that is a sign of uh, incoming divorce. I mean, yeah. the federal government is losing. It seems like yeah. in how and how much they're expanding in their power, they are losing in the effect that they still don't have all the power. Believe me, they're getting close. But they can still be beaten at this point. And uh, that's where national divorce, that's where succession, I know, dirty word, dirty word. We, we fought a war that killed 500,000 people, 500,000 young men um, amongst uh, whomever else died. Um, and, and with the cost of eroded, eroded uh, rights in that national emergency. But the fact of the matter is, is, is um, that's where we're looking at. That's how you defeat the federal government at this point. And I think in today's day and age, unlike 1860s, it's a little bit easier from my, from my perspective, at least. I don't know about yours or anybody else uh, listening or, or anybody else in, the, in this country. But I think it's a little bit easier to grasp the notion of national divorce because... Um, it can be done it's just it's just so polarizing i'm going to use that word again it's just so extremely political in today's day and age that states are starting to second guess the federal government they i mean even blue states blue states did it with the marijuana issue the decriminalization the legalization of medical purposes to even outright when Colorado first did it in what 2014 now it's been a while um, where they made it completely uh, legal even on recreational use and other states have followed uh, on that uh, on that end I believe Washington um, is a state that's legal on recreational basis like 18 or maybe it's 21 Uh, California who was the first to revolutionize the cannabis escapades back in the 90s with medical marijuana passage decriminalization for medical use is now legal and recreational uses since that Colorado ordeal back in like 20 no, no, it had to have been 2016 maybe it was 2014 or 2016 whatever I don't know 20, I don't care 2013 2013 in Washington State so yeah so I mean, those are signs. Like, even then, the marijuana issue, boom, there you go. Uh, the gun issue, boom, there you go. The, the abortion issue, boom, there you go. These are three, three major issues, actually, within our society in this country today that test the federal government's authority 
and and uh, over the states and over the people of the United States of America, and it is it, it's it's really truly a step towards towards the the divorce of of centralization. You know what I really think is the uh, catalyst that started all this hmm. was the attacks on September 11th because the the federal government's response was overreaching and it's had shockwaves that we're just now feeling today's day and age. Yeah, I mean the first piece of uh, the first piece of legislation that was passed bipartisan, bipartisan of course was within a couple days uh, a couple days week after the attacks where the Patriot Act was uh, was signed into law and you know you yeah. see what that did and and then what the what the second edition did in 2007 and eventually what the um, National Defense Authorization Act that Obama signed in, in 2012 I mean yeah the, these are encroaching ever ever so encroaching and expanding authoritarian policies that take away your rights as an individual and basically give the government the government like all authority to do whatever the hell they want to you they can search and they can search you and your property for whatever means uh they can make up a, they can make up a reason they don't need a warrant they can write their own warrants with the second patriot act federal agents can at least this first patriot act federalized all local authorities all police agencies since september of since mid to late September 2001, after 9/11, because of Patriot Act One, has been, they've been federalized. They they are all federal agents. You talk about don't forget about funding. the fusion centers, huh? Don't forget about the fusion centers. Oh yeah, yeah. The fusion centers are where they all where they're dispatched. So I mean, at any moment, at any waking moment, the federal government can can detach a a a motive of uh, um, uh, a motive signal to relay a communication for all uh, all police to be on standby as federal agents i mean this yeah. is, this all be, this all were, was in the wake of 911 and and they can do just about anything like you talking defund the police the last 2 years man how are you going to def- defund the police when they're all federalized well i mean <laughs> isn't that the point you know they're not Public, or they're not city police anymore. They're on the the federal dole. Exactly. So you so can't. It's not the bill bill that the city has to pay for anymore. It's a, it's the nope. federal, federal taxpayers. Nope. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean, get your heads at your asses for those of you that are again that are supposedly against the defund the police movement, um, because you're idiots. And for all of you yeah. that are for defund the police, you have no fucking idea of what it really means. So, I mean, it's it's disgraceful. We live in yeah. a police state, or at least a uh, a soft society. We live in a society. But we do, yeah, we live in a society, and we're all part of police state five. That we're yeah. we're gonna we're gonna make Alex. You're not making it. We're making police state five. We're filming it. Yeah. Police gone wild. We're gonna we're gonna call it helicopter. Yeah, communists and helicopters. Oh, better make contact with the police. The police I know and tell them to leave me the hell alone. 
Uh, they might not. They might. They may leave you alone. They may just show up to your house and whip their penis. Shoot my out dog. And start... No, no. I was gonna. Nowadays, they're just probably gonna show up, whip their dick out, and start masturbating. Maybe that worked in yeah. 1994, shooting the dog, but that's gross. <laughs> that is gross, but uh, kind of true. <laughs> That and after they're done masturbating on your porch, then they're gonna go home, and, uh, and they're gonna jump on. Huh? And come back with a warrant to collect the evidence. They're gonna collect the evidence, and they're gonna go back home uh, with the evidence, and then they're gonna sling it on their wife while they're beating them, beating her, or potentially it's a him. I mean, we live in a society. Could be a him now. Yeah. A Z, a Zer, a Z, a Zer, uh, a Latin X, a they, a them, a they, them. a hot. You know what? You know what I identify. You know what my pronouns are, everybody. A fucking a you. <laughs> Just leave me. Mine alone. are living society. <laughs> See, fuck you, living society. <laughs> so. so that yeah. kind of sums it up. Makes you wonder: yeah. Are we living in the yeah, end of days? That's what my friend, uh, who's a preacher, was telling me. What's What's he been telling you? That you know, this is. He feels like this is close to what they're talking about in Revelations and stuff like that. So I don't want to. I don't want to get his name out in public. No, 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 no. That's fine. He's got a point. He's got a point to a certain extent with the decay of society and where we're at, and the rapid centralization and the rise of authoritarianism. No, and and of course the the uh, the unity or the uh, the demands for the global elite to establish a unified world order. Um, finally, yeah. he's got a point, but then at the same time, you also got to look at it, and and you got to look at it through the lens of history. Um, when you read Revelations, and it for the most part, it talks a lot about Rome. I mean, yeah. it was—it's an established prophecy that is the fall of the of the fall of the days of of the Roman Empire. Now, yeah. there can be obviously there can be uh, different sectors. You can have different eras. Um, of course, like say the 19th century was the era of Great Britain. Um, you had the Mongol era in the 12, 1300s. I mean, so. Uh, the 20th century was the era of communism, I mean, of the United States and the Soviet Union and their empires. And this is the era of post 9-11. I don't know what else to call it because the United States is still technically the sole, the sole, and I air quote that, the sole global power for the most part. Of course, there is starting to be some competition, but... I mean, but he's not wrong. I mean, if you go by era and, and establish the Revelation uh, chapter 
focusing on what's going on in our society today based on that so it seems like we're, we're starting to, to we're we're possibly leaning into the next into an apocalyptic uh, pro, uh prophecy in which the next era will begin what will that next era be um so yeah to a certain extent he's not wrong i don't know if it's actually the end of days um I'm not going to say it's the end of days until I see Christ Jesus come down from heaven, uh, descending on the up on this earth to cater us to heaven. Um, and I, no, I don't mean the rapture. I mean, he ferries all of us good uh, human beings to heaven and judges those who are wicked to send them to hell if there is a hell, which I think hell is on earth, so. I think hell is yeah. your you you make your own hell. Yeah, it's all about perspective, man. It is. It is. Yeah. But I agree. I, I I agree with what he kind of says. It is somewhat of an end of day scenario. We are looking into, we are looking at uh, a very heavy situation. Yeah, yeah, a very heavy rapid decline of our society. So. And there will be a new one that ends up uh, ends up taking its place unless a gigantic asteroid hits the Earth in the next uh, few years. <sighs> in the next next six months, I don't know. Could be tomorrow. You know, just, life's a gift. We could all be dead in five minutes. And with that. I will transition over to an ad. Back. Did you miss us? Probably not. God, I did. So, we're just two uh, fellow douchebags that just want to give you a perspective of the world and our goofy little minds and um then we want to uh tell you to go uh fuck yourselves and i'm divorcing from check you. check out hunter biden's crack house and check us out on the next podcast because we're gonna have sal mayweather on us with us sal mayweather we're coming for you and we're stealing thy means of your production it's gonna be a lot of fun i can't wait uh, yeah. first guest and uh, we really hope that uh, people listen in and enjoy it and gain Sal's perspective and uh, learn a little bit about what makes them tick and yeah. discuss this book the uh, the anti-politic or anti-politics rather I call it what the anti-politic yeah so so I get to talk about our favorite, you know, uh, portions of the book. It's not a, it's not a long book. I don't do a lot of reading, but you know, it's a good book. No, it, it's really uh, not. He kept it very concise. Um, unlike like if you've if you've listened if you've read uh, Michael Malice's Assembled Anarchist Handbook, that's huge. Um, Sal, from what it looks like, he gathered basically just basic parts. Most of it is actually Sam Conkin. But he basically, uh, he assembled a book that involved uh, anarchist theorists, 
and uh, some agorists, uh, some ancap, um, others um, more on like the, the like the social uh, parameter of anarchism, like uh, like Emma yeah. Goldman. He has Carl Hess. Um, uh, a couple Carl Hess pieces in there. He does present a Murray Rothbard um, letter in there. Uh, and, and what I also like um, in it is uh, he actually has like he has he has Muhammad, uh, Mahatma Gandhi um, in uh, presented in there because Gandhi was a was a man that that uh, embraced the the teachings of nonviolence. Um, to bring down the British Empire to the non-compliance and and in being non-violent um and that's what agorism is all about um left libertarianism and we call it left I don't like to use left and right paradigm I don't think you like to use it either because it's too political no like on the political compass it's left to uh, anarcho-capitalism but Mm -hmm. it's not really you Mm -hmm. know left as in historic or the perspective of what is modern left yeah yeah it's more of a historical basis of the left because um yeah for the most part the belief and actually samuel conkin and he there's a there's there's a piece in here in the book anti-politics that he puts in there where conkin actually explains this but uh it's essentially understanding that first off politics gets you nowhere it's a status tool political parties are status tools and it disregards the market because it's centralization government wants to control the market secondly the reason it is left libertarian um and see on that basis is because the old historical notion is that the left was libertarian the left was anti-state while on the right was most of your authoritarian uh measures and 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 regimes within the within the political sector uh in fact i mean hitler would have probably uh, hitler would have identified as a socialist national socialist german workers party but at the same time he would have identified on the right because he's an authoritarian stalin who was a bolshevik um which is basically a fascist by the way real communism yeah. actually <laughs> hasn't been tried um but an agent of the german government <laughs> Well, Lenin was, uh, but Stalin, Stalin, Stalin would have would have been on the right. He would have represented himself on the right of the paradigm. So it, it, it's 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 authoritarian in the historical sense on the political pers- perspective that authoritarianism is technically on the right, libertarianism is on the left. But in our modern sense, it's kind of been flipped within our modern sense of the progressive and po- post-progressive movements in which um, you've seen the more Marxist and even fascist doctrines take more stances that are considered left while uh, the ANCAP movement that has been embraced over the years um, and other libertarian aspects have folded over into the right and then of course you have those that are in the center and that really doesn't matter so yeah but it's a it's a great book we recommend it uh assembled by sal mayweather um and uh it is called anti-politics and it is a great piece for you to get started and get uh 
get wrapped up in uh, learning a little bit of what agorism or left libertarian uh, ideals are all about, and uh, and uh, learn a little learn, learn a little something, and hopefully embrace it and expand upon it. And even if you don't want to embrace it, hopefully you just expand on it and learn something. And it's it's still it's just a good read. It's a short read. Uh, I think it's only it's only about a hundred and forty about 145 pages give or take probably a little less because of because of the the pre-pages but i mean the actual assembled writings with the with the preface um probably uh, probably like 138 139 pages of actual reading so good book recommend it so can't wait to talk about it in a couple days Mm-hmm. So, with that, I am the legacy of Buckeye Zach. You can catch me on Twitter at legacy underscore Z-A-K. And this is Andrew Joseph. You can catch him on Twitter as well if you'd like. Give us a follow. Give us a blue check. Get us the blue check status, man. What's your, uh, what's your tag, uh? There, Andrew. At AI Conan 90. At AI Conan 90. And please check us on Telegram. Just search in the bar. Uh, just search in the search bar on Telegram. Hunter Biden's Crack House. It's a joke name to troll on any sort of perspective that we want to we want to dive into. But we just want to start a community that's good, healthy, positive. Where you can just get together and you can talk about anything. You can joke around. Yeah. We're free to we're freedom of speech. Just no racism though. I mean that that pisses people off. So we gotta we gotta stop you on racist things. But other yeah. than that, everything yeah. else is yeah. fair game. <laughs> so with that in store. Get your crack stems ready. Get your laptops logged in. Say wave to Hunter Biden because he's a fucking idiot. And uh, anything else in your corner there, Andrew? Nope. I got everything under control. This is the legacy right. I'm Buckeye Zach. I'm he's Andrew. We almost said it at the same time. And we're just here, hopefully accepting the new era of the world, rapid decentralization. Let's get it started. Have a good night.